welcome to my self-awareness saga the podcast hosted by yours truly charlene oshar whatever you want to refer to me as this is episode three rated r very much raw in this episode and i want to start this off by saying if i were to use a word to describe me it would definitely be resilient I've experienced a lot of childhood trauma that escalated to emotional triggers for me. Then whatever over like then whenever I overcame overcame it, life just hit even harder. Let me run this back a little to give you some insights. Remember I said I grew up on fabrics with my family? Well it was my brother, my cousin, my mom my aunt, my grandma, and my grandma's sister living in that apartment. My life was definitely fun for a child, but it did have its episodes, like its up and downs. My family as a whole suffers from illnesses, and my great aunt was no exception. She's gotten to heated arguments with my mom, my aunt, and my grandmother. She tried to fight my mom because she got angry I left my closet door open. This is actually a pretty crazy story because I remember I was in like fifth grade and she told me to close the door. And I think I was pouring a cup of water at the time, so I, I didn't I didn't do it immediately. I guess that irritated her because she went in my closet and she literally started throwing all my clothes out. Mind you, I remember that summer I went to ATL. So my mom had went crazy shopping for me and my mom came to my defense and the argument escalated from there. She would try to kill my aunt, and my little cousin Abby had to intervene. She was literally holding a life, a knife in her hand, and my cousin was standing in between them crying, begging not to get, not for her not to kill her mom. Meanwhile, my aunt was provoking her and shit. And she phoned my grandmother. Who's her sister? She called the cops and got my grandmother arrested and eventually put a restraining order on my grandmother. That forced my aunt, my grandma, and my aunt to move out, leaving us stuck with her. I remember my sophomore year in high school, I did an essay on her. And I'll never forget, like, the paragraph's, like, first sentence was, like, New York, the greatest city in the world. And here I am, living with Lucifer in disguise. And that's really because that's how I viewed her. But thank God she's found peace and is a better woman now. But with all that's going on at home, I wanted to leave and be protected by my quote-unquote dad oh so badly. There's been moments where I just called my father and wanted him to pick me up because the environment was so toxic. And where did I sleep those nights? In that same home. He did that a lot, just wasn't there for us. He was more like an uncle than a dad. And I hated that because I was a daddy's little girl at heart. But my emotional trigger back then was definitely my father, only because I couldn't accept how he treated me. He didn't do his best as a dad, and I knew as his daughter, I deserved more, so I couldn't settle for that. I reacted by barely passing in middle school, fighting all the time, getting arrested, suspended, and even expelled just to get some type of reaction. Like, And it's crazy because it's not even as if I was in school starting trouble. It was more like... I don't know, I always felt like the like the alpha dog and I had to protect my my pack. 
So whenever anyone had beef with any of my friends, it was my beef. <laughs> I really used to, to steal anything just because, and no one noticed. No one peeped the difference in my attitude, my appearance, or anything of that sort. And that made me even more sad as a preteen. But thank God I let go of that lifestyle after that alternative learning school I told you about in my first episode. I had to accept that not only did my father do this with me and my brother, but my oldest brother and now my younger sister and brother. It's a cycle that keeps repeating because he's the man at fault. And being that he's been this way for so long and recognizes no flaw in his actions, I had to accept that it is what it is. I had to stop fucking up my future just because this man doesn't know how to be a dad. Once I did that, the weight were literally lifted off of my shoulders. And the things he did didn't affect me anymore. And I started not to care by not dwelling on the things that he does. And that was like the end of my junior year, going into senior year. In high school, by the way, when I finally had let that go. Everything was sweet that year. After that realization, I was punched five steps back my freshman year of college, mentally, of course. My senior year of high school, I had stopped drinking alcohol because how much I was intaking and I only smoked weed. In college, my freshman year, like my first semester, I was taking seven classes. I was going stronger and yet I ended up at such a low point in my freshman year. Spring 2019 will never be forgotten. The semester started on like the 26th, if I'm not mistaken, and I lost my grandmother on the 29th. I was confused because I didn't understand how that could happen. Like, I understood that she was sick. I remember around Thanksgiving, she was in hospice, and literally, like, the doctor told every everybody in the family to like basically say their goodbyes because. There's, it's looking like there's nothing left. And she lived past that. And she even got out of house, hospice. So I was thinking positively. I thought everything was fine. And I literally saw her before I left for school. And then, boom, she was gone. I say literally a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I gotta let go of that happy. But um, just like that, she stopped fighting. And then a month later... My aunt and her husband were diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. I remember when I found out. People in my family were even trying to tell me because they knew that I was going through a lot in school by myself. And that's the thing about everything. Like, throughout everything that's happening, I'm in Buffalo. No family here. Like, at least these niggas is here to support each other, to grieve together. I was alone on my grandmother's funeral. Bro, let me tell y'all. Let, let me really tell y'all. She passed January 29th. The funeral was the week after that. 
you know what week was that? My birthday. The night of my birthday, I had to literally take a bus to Philly. And I got here around 6, 7 a.m. When I finally got home, I only had time to change into the clothes for the funeral. Went to the funeral. After the wake and everything and the um, we had like, you know, you know that little function they have um, after funerals and stuff. Had, had that. I took a nap. Literally had to get ready to go on the bus to go back to school because I had class on Monday. Like, what the fuck? I was numb at that point, willing to lose it all and not give one care in the world. Stopped going to class, woke up only to get high, and I lost all determination. I even got an academic warning, and I didn't care. Meanwhile, the semester prior, when I took those seven classes, I passed all of them, and I had 18 credits. It didn't make sense to me how my life was crumbling before it even took off. So, yeah, I was numb. Things didn't even affect me the same anymore. In summer 2019, after failing that semester, everything was all on me. I had to make the decision if I was going to let this world swallow me or I was going to fight for myself. And I fought. I fought so hard, I literally went broke. But I kept fighting. Like I said, I live in Philly, but I know my mental health would deteriorate in this environment, being that I'm not here with the support of my friends. And that's the support that affects me the most in the means of growing because, like, with my family, I don't really, like, like, the only person I have heart-to-hearts with really is my mother. And it's only so much that a mother could do at a point in time because it's just, like, there's certain things I just don't confide in, confide in you with. You feel me? Like, so I stayed in Brooklyn. I had no home in BK, so I was staying at my sis crib. Shout out to, to Asha and my son, Mommy Allison. Because without them two, I would have been a starving, homeless teenager. <laughs> Yo, my mom was either supporting me since she didn't want me in BK in the first place. So I was only getting money from what people can hold me down with here and there. Now, for real, shout out to my friends Asha and Shelby. And, of course, my cousin, Abby, y'all really helped me survive. And when I touch the crazy bag, just know y'all, y'all, y'all forever sanctioned forever in my heart. Because y'all ain't have to do none of that. When I tell, yo, let me really tell y'all, like, we was all broke. When I tell you broke, like, asking niggas for one to five dollars type shit, asking our friends. We was all like that. Asha was holding it down. She got some bread from her family type shit. Immediately, she sent me some bread. She ain't had to do that. My cousin Abby was sneaking, taking, giving me bread here and there. Yo. Did I tell you niggas was poor? Like, but continuing on with the story, after a summer of living my best broke life, because <laughs> it was a late ass summer even though I was broke. That's why I say best broke life. And Jory, oh, I'm forgetting my son, Jory. Jory, shout out to you too, bro. 
But, um, yeah, I went back to school that same year with a better mentality. I was hungry, hungry for success. I started working in the psych department on campus, started trapping hard, doing what's necessary to, you know, to not get to the point I was at before. I began, I began taking my grades seriously, but as I said, I took, took some steps back. I mean, forward just to get kicked a block back, son. People in my life just kept dying. I don't know what it was in the air, but it was death. That year alone, like four people close to me had passed, and everything I thought was death. I'd be in class, and my mind would drift to that. My mind was was what I had to really work on because deep down, it was negative. Since I'd never grieved the death of my grandmother, everything else going on with my family was just piling on, and I wasn't digesting any of it because I didn't know how to deal with it. And still to this day, it's something I'm working on. Things took a 180, and my family was fine. My grades were were going well. My relationships were fine. Then, hold and behold, COVID-19. Isn't it crazy that when my life was Gucci, the world started crumbling? I went from living on my own, working and being a young adult, to online schooling and quarantining my home. People all over kept passing. And prior to that, the world had to mourn the death of Kobe and Pop Smoke. So then COVID comes and people are passing. I had, I was so scared because my father and my aunt had COVID. And after that, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, seeing people who look like me getting murdered, like my mental health was, was very, oh my God, it was... It was negative. I thought negative thoughts all the time. It was just bad. And I was just so paranoid. A lot of things were were happening, but I just kept trying to not get too engulfed in that and focus on building myself. I removed all romantic relationships from my life. I deleted people I thought I needed in my corner and really started focusing on my purpose because this was the year that I found out what I'm what I'm here for. And because of that, I ended the year off with a 3.89 GPA and I got on Dean's list. I don't think y'all hearing me. I went from academic warning, getting an email from the school like niggas is threatening me type shit. To Dean's list. That's when it really hit me that I'm capable of everything and more. You just have to push yourself and stay consistent. I couldn't let the natural things that comes with living destroy me. I had to rise above it. That's how I'm resilient. I can overcome any situation God puts me in. Because I'm one of his strongest soldiers. There's no other solution. Psalm verse... 46, no, yeah, wait, Psalm 46 verse 5 says, God is within her, she will not fail, and I live by that, that was my lock screen on my iPad for years, years, the real ones know, for years, because I really do live by that, so all of you listening to this right now, there's more to life than the bullshit you're experiencing, It's just something you have to overcome to be stronger in the end. And I'm grateful for 
everything that happened to me, the good and the bad, because it made me the person I am today. Like, that's why I live life with no regrets, because I can never regret the woman I am now. Just please don't keep yourself in a bubble just because this and that isn't going right for you. Most people rather be certain they are miserable than risk being happy. There could be a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You just really have to be willing to go through the storm. But um, there's way more, like, if I were to sit here and tell y'all my life, I think I would watch the sunrise. <laughs> but I will eventually put that out. But it's going to be in my memoir because that's what I plan on doing later on in life. I'm going to put my whole life down. And I'm only 20 right now, so I know there's going to be way more to say later on when I start working on that memoir. But, um, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I think this is my favorite one so far, maybe because it's pretty personal. Yeah, I think that's why. But um, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful, and I'm just so happy I'm at a good spot right now and if I keep manifesting this great energy just more things will be coming and it's crazy because if I tell y'all what's going on in my life right now y'all wouldn't expect this energy to come out but I'm just a positive person I'm trying to keep that positive energy surrounding me and keep my aura as good vibes because if I don't, like I said, the world's going to swallow you whole. And I refuse. I'll climb out of anything. <laughs> so, let's end this off. Uh, let's take one more pull. Wow, that was pretty obnoxious of that card to do. And hey, he's valid. Like, what's good? At least this is happening. I'm so parched. Oh my God. <coughs> it's making me cough at how thirsty I am. Hold on. I gotta take a sip of this water. I hear my voice. <laughs> wow. This is really God's creation. Wow. Drink out, drink, drink out water, man. Promoting great skin, healthy lives. <laughs> but um stay up like layups never pass that ass <laughs>